Thanks for downloading this podcast, which is for personal use only. All contents are copyright Radio Show Limited and must not be reproduced, rebroadcast or used in any form without permission. For contact details, go to www.radiolamon.com. So then, here I am standing in front of the Tesla Model S. RadioLamont.com. Real world road tests. And the first thing to say about this car, you can't help but comment on the styling. Now remember, this is an all electric car. And I'll be honest, one of the things that fundamentally puts me off electric cars is their styling normally. I don't understand why, up until now, people have always made their minds up early that because you have an alternative motive power unit, then the car has to look quote-unquote funky or geeky or just different. Now, in this Model S, what the guys at Tesla have done, I think, is something quite extraordinary because they've produced a shape of a car that is immediately stylish, immediately says to me prestige, uh, premium product, if I'm honest, I'm not sure that it has its own identity, but by the same token, I don't think it stands out in a bad way. It very much attracts attention in a good way. There's been more than the odd person in the last few days when I've had this car, when it's been parked up, that have mentioned all kinds of premium manufacturers and said, oh, is that a new insert name of major manufacturer here, Jaguar? Uh, BMW, Audi, uh, among the ones, in fact even Aston Martin, uh, among the ones that have been mentioned. And it's easy to see why, because this style of car is curvy, it is uh, very much uh, a car of now, but a car that I don't think will date too much. It's not high fashion, it's not haute couture, which all of a sudden is great on the catwalk, but next year becomes, oh, very last year. This is something a little more, dare I say it, dare I say it, a little more traditional, but I mean no detriment there, I just mean that in a positive way. If we start at the front end of the car, it's big headlights and flared wheel arches filled by very, very large wheels indeed. 21 inch with 35 series tyres, multi-spoke design in an aerodynamic pattern. How that boards for the ride quality and the noise from those tyres, well, time will tell. The headlights set into the wings and the fenders and right round to the front. It has a conventional looking front grille, but of course there's no engine behind that. So that is blanked off with piano black with the Tesla T prominent right in the middle of it. Air intakes underneath, fog lights. Nothing to put anybody off, nothing that doesn't identify it as anything other than just a very nice car. Moving down the flanks, the ear pillar set back at a very rakish angle. You can't miss the big door mirrors here set out on uh, chrome accented, in fact, not accented, chrome, solid chrome uh, stalks from the door itself. It has uh, a little quarter light in the front, but when you uh, approach the car, the door handles, which are normally flush, pop out. It's a proximity key, of course, and opening the front door with the windows down as it is now on this Model S 
uh, it's a pillarless front door B pillar in shiny piano black and then the back door again very conventional opens up with a nice wide opening not too much egress into the ingress rather into the rear seat uh, aperture by the rear wheel so aged parents can get in there all the way down the flank it's a there's a single styling line just underneath the door handles and then another one down at sill height and remember the batteries are under that floor area the car sits I think quite purposefully and I do like the slightly flared arches at the back and when you sit in the driver's seat and look through the door mirror you do see these rear arches the hips that I've talked about on other cars coming around to the back of the car it's quite again a steep curve into a hatchback with a, a built-in rear spoiler some of the more sporty versions of the car have a little carbon flick up as well fully integrated rear lights that spread across the rear wings and into the rear hatchback and a goodly amount of polished metal there as well that again tells you immediately that you're looking at something that is in the premium sector underneath the rear bumper the rear valance there's a long diffuser total flat floor on this car as well and of course you're not encumbered by where you have to put the exhaust pipes either so very clean at the back now open the hatchback which comes up electrically of course huge boot area this one has the flat the five plus two option which is two if you like jump seats with five point harnesses for children up to 10 years old fully certified by the department of transport here in the united states and the nice touch is of course that you sit there it's not a flat floor in the boot so if you did have any children in the back they would have somewhere to stick their feet because again there's nothing under there so the floor can go very far down it's also a little bit of storage either side there's some cables there for when you want to plug the car in to charge it and you may have noticed I said five plus two come to that again in a moment but this is a full five seater for adults and I should mention that a number of people have said well the nightmare is of course if you've got two children in the back then there's going to be nowhere to store your luggage I'm sorry you're wrong because up front there is another luggage storage area the guys at Tesla in their we call it a frunk a front trunk and at the moment there are two reasonable sized carry-on cases in there and it hasn't filled it and there's a whole extra bit of luggage space behind a luggage net which stretches back underneath the front windscreen uh, think of something about a size and a half on a Porsche 911 in terms of how much room is there it's not massive it wouldn't be any good if it was the sole storage area but it isn't it's just a one that you get for nothing because there's no internal combustion engine there so that's the outside of the car let's try the inside and I'm going to jump in the back first because this is one of the interesting parts of the car settle myself in got the windows open at the moment to stave off the worst of the Californian heat and the first thing that you notice is a completely flat floor here in the back of the car there is a center console you don't have to have that it's not covering anything up of course it's there just because you can have it the flat floor means that this is a genuine three-seater in the back for adults okay honestly it's a bit cozy and I wouldn't like to drive the length of the country but 
it is more than adequate for me to sit in in the middle and have two regular sized adults sit either side of me in fact actually it's probably as comfortable as most cars are in one of the side seats in the back and despite the very raked rear line and low C pillar I don't feel at all crushed or indeed uh, claustrophobic in here because of the shape of the rear seats which are a hardback sports seat uh, very reminiscent actually of my 993 Porsche hand stitched in leather which is done over at the Fremont factory the windows in the back although they're not very large let enough light in and with the big panoramic sunroof again you never feel as though you're closed in it's a very nice place to be in the back of here you don't have your own controls for air although there are two air vents here in the back and the back seats aren't electrically controlled but you do have uh, the sound speakers in the doors this particular car being a brand new dark red metallic color has a black and cream or off cream interior and uh, it is mixed and matched between the two on the door panels which are very smooth uh, no door pockets in either the front or the back which i think is something that perhaps needs to be looked at although there is a beautifully tactile feel to all of the surfaces that you touch okay now let's get into the driver's seat which involves me getting back out again pillarless rear doors as well door closes with a satisfying clunk so here we are in the business end of this Tesla Model S and the first thing that you notice as you sit in it dominates the cabin is the 17 and a half inch infotainment screen it's a small television turned on its end that's exactly what it is it's all touchscreen and what that means is that other than the column stalks and the thumb wheels on the steering wheel there is a complete absence of any switches buttons knobs on the car at all actually I lie there are two this one here which opens the glove box and this one here which sets off the four-way flashes leather and bird's eye maple style wood with stitched leather over the top of the instrument cowling other than that 17 and a half inch screen again a relatively traditional looking dashboard set for me the jewel in the crown is that system and we'll come to that in a moment the steering wheel other manufacturers take note thick fantastic feel on the hands perfect perfect uh, positioning of places to put your thumbs three spoke design again with the Tesla T in the middle couple of thumb wheels and a couple of buttons on the steering wheel and that's all everything else on three stalks the right hand one uh, selects your gears or your parking brake the left hand two the top one is the cruise control the bottom one is the indicators lights and the windscreen wipers column is electrically adjustable and thanks to this fantastic system uh, it can store of course all of your particular preferences in front of me a tft color screen in a sort of uh, hexagonal pattern 
uh, much like the shape of the grille of the car actually but again once that comes to life it's a central round dial with a speedo on it with some information about how much power you're using and how you're using it on the left hand side of the way we have it considered configured at the moment we have the satellite navigation now the sat nav is completely integrated it uses google maps and you can look at it as a google map so that you can see the surrounding areas you also get the tulips and the exit and entry information for the left and right turns in front of you as well you can also you can also configure this screen pretty much any way you want it now at first sight it looks a bit intimidating um, you don't have any heated controls because they're all down in the bottom uh, third of the screen as well but they work just as anything would you push up to warm the car up and down to cool it down there's heated seats there's air conditioning everything controlled from just that touch sensitive panel there's a slight concern from me that perhaps less sensible people might want to check their emails on the move which you can do on this because it's fully internet enabled it has a 3g connection all the time which means that if you really want to you can use internet radio to dial up oof, i don't know something like your favorite sports radio channel Yes, that is RadioLamont.com that is playing on there and has been thoughtfully from the guys at Tesla set as one of the favourites. There's the usual inputs for your music, personal music device as well. I've got on with this very easily and very quickly. I find it intuitive. I'm a big fan of things where you don't have to pick up a handbook, which is just as well because we haven't got a handbook in this car. We were given a little bit of... Uh, training on the car but literally 15 minutes 20 minutes or so i'm told that when a customer comes and picks up their model s it's closer to and perhaps even over an hour to run through everything but to be honest i'm really impressed at how quickly we've got on with this and how easy it is to access all of the different options and it is everything that is on that touch screen including all the controls for the car um including some things that perhaps you haven't seen before well of course we can open and close the sunroof just by touching it if we go into driving we can set the steering mode at comfort standard or sport it's a an electrically assisted steering column traction control on or off this is one that i've never seen before creep on or off that's got nothing to do with the person behind the wheel and everything to do with the fact that if you select creep on it will replicate the feel of an automatic normally uh, powered car an IC powered car and as you lift your foot off your brake it will tend to just creep forward I started with that on but I've got so used to the electric power now that I've actually taken it off the other thing that you can influence here as well is the regenerative braking there's two settings standard and low I have it on standard Eve started driving it on low until she got used to it uh, it increases the range and extends your brake life. Apparently the pad's good for 100,000 miles, so we're told by the people at Tesla. Honestly, I think there could be another setting on there that would be low, standard and extra or high. Because once you get used to planning how you drive on the road and coming off the throttle and letting the car slow down 
with the regen braking maybe there is an opportunity to do something a little more aggressive perhaps either with an extra setting or maybe if you come off the throttle very quickly it goes to a higher level of regenerative braking and then perhaps bleeds off slowly uh, you've got suspension this car is uh, suspension controls this car is air suspended uh, standard low high jack if you need to change your wheel or very high if you are heading into car parks also you can open and close all the doors uh, open the front trunk the front the hatchback the charge port on the left hand side in the light cluster and unlock and etc all the doors the interior lighting and the ambient lighting setting all on there as well various trip meters you can customize your display and work out uh, you can even if you wish turn the car power off although when you walk away it powers itself down automatically so in terms of that infotainment system forget the fact that it's in an electric car i like the concept i think it's a great idea why aren't more people doing it and i suspect that more people will be in the near future the driving position electrically adjustable seats which are exceptionally comfortable they look very simple but they do look like a semi-sport seat it is really comfy it's got a great lumbar support I've immediately found a driving position that I'm very happy with and all right you know when you jump into a new car you mess about for a little bit forward and backward up and down but I've got one relatively quickly that I'm happy with and I haven't had to play with my only slight criticism of the seating is I would like it to go down a little further I know that that's a thing for me that I do like to sit with the seat right on the floor but at the moment I feel like I'm sitting on the car rather than in the car now the plus point of that is that I can see all four corners of the car through my mirrors and through the front windscreen but for me it's a personal thing maybe just a half an inch or an inch a little bit lower would make life just a little bit easy just the two pedals of course but a thoughtfully positioned left foot rest alongside it the car doesn't like it if you press both the pedals at once and will beep to tell you that frankly when we get going I've been pretty much just using the single pedal so there we are then styling and the basis of the interior of the Tesla Model S but the proof of this pudding is certainly in the eating and we need to get this car out onto the roads of California to find out whether this prestige electric car from an American manufacturer can really stand the acid test and whether it can be judged not as an electric car but just as a prestige prime product. Road tests. So here we are then on the road with the Tesla Model S. Let's quickly run through the statistics for you. The electric motor puts out the equivalent of 450 horsepower and 600 foot-pounds of torque. It's a two and a half ton car which is about the right sort of weight for a car in this class and it will accelerate from 0 to 60 in about four and a half seconds so sprightly and also very smooth the first thing that you notice about this car I think is the quality of the ride it is quite remarkable what the guys at Tesla have done with the extensive use of aluminium in the car and the suspension that effectively 
lessens the weight of the car, mitigates that heavy battery pack of course that you can't get around but the good news is that that battery pack is placed low down and so are all the major components bringing the centre of gravity lower than say an Aston Martin. It also has a coefficient of drag at somewhere around 0.24 which is clearly allowing it to cut through the air. But the most remarkable thing for me is not something that is specific to it being an electric car it has 21 inch wheels and what I'm not hearing well not to an excessive amount at least is any kind of road noise they're 35 series tires on 21 inch rims and we're now cruising at just over 50 miles an hour albeit on a relatively well kept freeway here on the west coast of America but it's almost silence I mean I don't expect to hear engine noise from an Audi A6 a Mercedes E or S class or something that is in the price range of this car so the electric part of this at the moment is not what is really under discussion the noise that you just heard was a Dodge pickup going past me but where is the tyre noise? Where is the wind noise? This is a very well developed, designed and conceived car. Forget for a moment what is actually pushing me along the road at now 65 miles an hour. The fact that the aero is so good led me to think about something else. You know that one of my pet peeves is that you can't open windows in cars anymore. Well that's not the truth here on the Tesla. It's remarkable something that they have done absolutely right and that adds so much to just the overall quality feel of the car. Now I've got the steering set on its most direct and I think it works, works best at that. This is a car that really drives a lot smaller and a lot lighter than the numbers on the spec sheet would actually have you believe. The other thing that you can't fail to notice as soon as you settle into this car is how it's planted on the road it really does absolutely give you confidence but the biggest for me the biggest impression that I'm going to get in terms of driving the car is what happens when you put your foot down because the amount of torque of course from the electric motor is huge 600 foot pounds but also it's available pretty much all the time so whether you're traveling at 40 miles an hour or pulling away from a set of traffic lights, the acceleration of this car, what we would normally call in-gear acceleration, is remarkable. That brings me to another point. You have to modify your driving, but only a little bit, and it becomes second nature. There are no gears, of course. It's direct drive with a 10 to 1 reduction gear on the back axle and the differential. It is rear wheel drive, so you can feel the back of the car moving around, but there is traction control. I dare say if you were to push it hard enough, you, if you really wanted to, could get it sideways. But would you do that in an E-Class or an S-Class Mercedes-Benz or an A6 Quattro? Probably not. This is not the type of car that you want to be throwing around like that. However, driving the car with a little more gusto, you find that it does respond to you very well. And that immediate punch that you get when you need that burst of acceleration is frankly very very impressive indeed and all of a sudden 
the numbers on the digital dashboard ahead of me as well as the analog dial spinning around moves up into an area that really back home in the UK could see you getting points in your license but no extra noise no extra fuss it just does what it says on the tin the regenerative braking is a skill that you pick up I think very quickly and you have a, a little bit of a cheer inside if you manage to save an extra mile or put an extra mile on your range which is displayed in front of you and I have to say that the way that Tesla have calculated the range is very impressive indeed using the word impressive a lot but it it does come up a lot when you talk about this car it really does seem to be a real world range and they're not trying to over egg the pudding so the question becomes then not whether you need an electric car not whether you want an electric car with this Tesla Model S but whether the Tesla Model S is a viable alternative in terms of quality, ride, handling and practicality to one of the other marks, models that you would put in this range. And from the short time that I've spent with this Model S I'd say that that's a resounding yes. And I didn't expect to say that. Or at least I didn't expect to say that without the qualification of well of course it is an electric car and that has something going for it I'm judging this car on its overall quality and putting the electric component to one side I didn't expect to be able to do that I thought there would always be that qualifier and frankly that hasn't come up so when you add in the electric motor add in the genuine 300 mile range the ease at which it charges up even from 110 volts here in the US alright it takes a bit of time but you put your phone on overnight why wouldn't you put your car on overnight am I completely converted to all electric power well no because 300 miles still isn't 800 miles or a thousand miles particularly in this country if you want to drive any kind of distance or for example I wanted to go to Spa for the weekend that we have done for the WEC for the FIA then it's out of range I would have had to stop too many times but a 300 mile range does give the practicality and the lack of range anxiety that simply hasn't been available in other all electric vehicles up until now. The fact that Tesla are themselves investing in the infrastructure to charge the vehicles with their supercharger points which are placed in areas where you would want to stop a shopping mall yesterday evening where in just over an hour we put over 150 miles of range into the car and that's free. I think that is the right move forward for Tesla and I think it shows their willing and their belief in the product. Everybody remembers the Tesla Roadster. It was a bold and brave move. Effectively think of that as the R&D, the proof of concept. Everything that's being learned in that smart little car has gone into this very impressive, very practical production quality four-door, five-door actually, saloon. But could I see this electric car sitting on the drive at Hindhoff Towers? 
this is going to shock a lot of you, but yes, I could. Because with 240 volts of power back in the UK, the charging times are reduced, and it would mean that one of my longest and most regular journeys down and back to London to do work could be completed easily in this car with probably something like 100 miles of range to spare. And the other thing is, it looks like a car. It looks like a stylish car. I wouldn't feel like I wanted to hide it in the darkest corner of an underground garage. I'd want it to be parked right out front of where I was working because it draws heads, it gets people talking. And after all, asking questions about the future of our personal transport is an important part of what this Tesla Model S is doing. It's actually fulfilling the need for our personal transport. They'll be coming to Europe soon, and I have a strong suspicion that I won't be the only person who's banging the drum of the Tesla Model S, which has impressed me and Eve, and in fact everybody who's been in it an awful lot these last few days. And as I look back on my time with the Tesla Model S with the benefit of a few days hindsight, that opinion hasn't changed. I'm left with an impression of a car that is stylish. It's well put together, well designed, it's full of gadgets, it turns heads, it's cool. It's a car that people would want and definitely it competes against other premium products. Now most of you will know that I'm a confirmed sceptic for full electric vehicles on this 400 miles covered absolutely nothing it cost me to recharge the car and what's more there was little cost to the environment either because by far the most electrical energy I used was generated by solar power at the Tesla supercharging stations and at a friend's house in Monterey who are suitably equipped indeed they are net contributors to the electrical grid now that is food for thought who says Tesla can't teach this old dog new tricks? This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, go to www.radiolamont.com. Radio Show Limited. We talk to the world.